Okay, welcome to another episode of The Power of the Pause with Colleen Felto, holistic weight loss and health coach. Today I'm being joined with Nitu Ramawad. I'm going to let her introduce herself with her title, and we're going to chat about feminine energy, hormones, your central nervous system, internal dialogue, holistic ways you can heal. <laughs> All right, so Nitu, go ahead. Hi, I'm Nitu Ramawan. I'm so happy to be here talking to you today. I think we're going to cover some really important topics. I'm a holistic nutritionist. I'm a certified clinical nutritionist, and I specialize in women's health, um, healing naturally, healing hormones naturally uh, through nutrition, supplementation, lifestyle, and mindset. Um, so I really focus on women that have been struggling with painful periods, PMS, uh, every single month, if you're relying on medication, taking days off, um, also women that struggle with PCOS, endometriosis, and fertility challenges. Awesome. So we obviously are very in a similar field, tackle things in a different way. Um, Nitu and I are in a spiritual mastermind together. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. And that's a lot of what we talk about on here. So feminine energy, if you are not familiar with masculine and feminine energy, I'm going to give you a little, a quick little note on it. So in the world of spirituality energy, we live in a very masculine driven society where it's like, go, go, go work 12 hour days, come home, wake up at 5am, work out, make dinner. And the reality of it is that many, many, many women do not thrive in that environment, right? Women are meant to have more ease in their lives. We're not meant to have four hours of sleep and work in this masculine energy, right? And you know, what's so interesting that you say that, and it's like, literally the world has been designed for a man. Because so if you actually look at medical research, a woman's menstrual cycle, women have actually historically been excluded from medical research in the past um, because we have a period because we have a menstrual cycle and because we can actually get pregnant. So a lot of the medical research out there that, sh that we're seeing, um, you know, all of these like biohacks that work for men, it's just a blueprint that is now applied to women. And it doesn't work for us because it doesn't take into account our menstrual cycles. So women weren't actually included in any of these studies until like 1993. Like that's not that long ago. Like, yeah. yeah. And if you, if you look at it from like, even how our bodies are designed, right? Like women are meant to receive, look at it like through sex, right? Men give women receive. Absolutely. Women are meant to receive. We're meant to have more of a taking rather than giving approach to life. And I'm not saying like, if this is triggering anyone, I apologize, but this is really something that's affecting women's hormones, women's ability to thrive in today's environment. You know, we are not meant to live in this fight or flight stressed out state. We're not. And so feminine energy is a huge part piece of the puzzle in a lot of us and our hormone dysregulation. And the thing is, is that stress is an addictive piece of the puzzle, right? Absolutely. When we're stressed out, our body releases cortisol and even though it's a negative, like toxic situation, we can be addicted to stress and not even realize how stressed out we are. I have so many clients personally, I'm sure you too need to absolutely that are completely like wound up fight or flight 24 seven. And they've been living in this state for so long. They don't even realize how jacked up their hormones are from it. Right. Exactly. It becomes literally this 
their day-to-day baseline. They just don't even know what they don't know. And so when you actually take time to slow down, you feel honestly, maybe out of your element because it just feels so unusual to you that you're actually allowing yourself to rest versus like, I need to be productive all the time. I need to be doing something in our, our bodies. And as you were saying, like as these feminine beings that operate in a cyclical nature, literally a different hormone is at play every single week in a four week span, you know, period. So we're really not meant to, because leading up to your menstrual cycle, you'll feel yourself naturally just get more tired. Your hormones are dropping. You need more rest. Your body is literally preparing to shed your uterine lining that it spent the entire month building up. And it's so interesting too, because obviously every woman gets her period, right? Like, and this like whole, like, Oh, I'm sorry to talk about, but I have my period. It's like women are, there's like, we should be like ashamed of it or something. Right. Uh, Yeah. And in Ayurvedic culture society, it's considered a gift to have your period because you're cleansing. Right. And and in uh, Ayurveda, like, you know, I'm, I, I grew up like as a Hindu and at like in our religion, mm-hmm. we worship the feminine divine energy because it's yes. that source of actual primal creation. And so when you read a lot more about Ayurveda, and this is why in when I work with women, I really blend together some of the information that I get from Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, because they actually have a system for women's healthcare and how much care you need to be taking every single month because you get a menstrual cycle and how that should actually be honored and how it's actually reflected in the moon cycle. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. And the thing is, as women, we really have to be on advocates. Like we have to go into these situations with like the conventional medicine when you go to the doctors and be your own advocate. I have personally coached countless women that towards their later ages, when they're coming close to menopause and whatnot, their bleed gets very, very heavy. And their doctor is just either a looking to put them on birth control right away or B looking to give them a complete hysterectomy when they don't need it. And they gain so much weight, right? Your hormones completely go berserk and you gain a lot of weight. And so doctors aren't really looking at it from a holistic, energetic, hormonal thing. They're just looking to get you in and out the door, right? Absolutely. And it was funny because I was at a networking event last night and somebody was asking me, well, what's the difference between going to like, you know, a new, like a holistic nutritionist or your naturopath and, and a gynecologist. And I said, listen, I encourage my clients whenever is to literally like, look at this as a wheelhouse of, um, care that you need to have in your life. Like every, you need to know why you're going to your doctor and what their purposes okay. are, our primary care practitioners and gyne- they don't study nutrition. It's just not what they do. They're there for acute um, emergency conditions, right? So if you need to actually have surgery or if you need to go on medication, then that's the purpose. But if you're looking for something preventative and like you're saying, when women hit menopause and they haven't done a, you know, they haven't paid attention to any hormonal health throughout their lives leading up to it. Cause there's been no prevention. They've been running, um, on empty. They've been giving too much, right. P- people pleasing, burning out, um, overworking in their careers, like just we know the level of stress that, that, and women tend to carry more of that burden that they carry for like, I don't know, 20, 30 years and then yeah. hit menopause. And it's going to really make menopause like the horrible stories that we hear, right? We hear it being yeah. so horrible and it doesn't have to be that way for somebody if you can actually take preventative 
look at your hormones because your period, your menstrual cycle is a fifth vital sign for a reason. It gives you so much valuable information about the state of your health every single month and how these hormones um, play a role in later conditions like Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, heart condition, right? So estrogen and progesterone are very protective and we need to make sure they're in balance throughout our lifetime so that when we hit menopause, it can actually be smooth for us because we're not meant to suffer, right? And I think- That dialogue needs to change. Yeah. It's a major sign that our body's trying to give us that something's out of whack. Something that's not really talked about too, is that like women, especially now with like Instagram and TikTok and whatnot, you see these women that are like ripped with like a six pack and stuff. Women actually aren't meant to have really defined abs. If you have really defined abs, you generally don't get your period. And that's a health marker. That's a big concern. Huge. It is like a goal, like, oh, I don't have my period. Great. It's it's a concern. It's your body saying something's not right, you know? Yeah. And you know, a lot of these images that we're seeing and we're aspiring to, what's not told behind that is that how much restriction that woman is going through in her body and what's actually happening with her hormones. Cause sure. Like you might show up and you might be showing your six pack, but it's like, okay, well, what's your menstrual cycle? Like, like, how are those period symptoms? Like, are you like having crazy cramps? Like, you know, every single month, like what's your inflammatory levels like, because you're not necessarily eating in a way that's actually going to balance out your hormones. And it's funny because, you know, I hear a lot of women and we talk about like our fupas (laughs) and it's like, you know, you're actually meant to have a little bit of a thicker level of skin there because it's supposed to protect your reproductive organs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And of course we live in a culture that manufactures insecurity manufacturers. Like it plays upon it. It's like, make this bigger, make this smaller. Like you get ads all day for like this cream to put on your butt. Like, and it dry one drove me crazy. I was literally like doing like calming breathing actually nervous system regulation yes to not reach out to them because I know that's just like negative energy and I didn't want to feed into the negativity of it but it was like if your man doesn't like your butt go for this it's like why should we as women look to change our bodies to get approval from a man you know like how do you feel about yourself? Like, how do you feel when you look in the mirror and can we cultivate more of a society and a culture where it's about like doing it for yourself rather than doing it for this external validation? That's Absolutely. so toxic. Yeah. And I mean, advertising and industries have really always preyed upon women. And I think yeah. we need to be having that conversation in order to take our power back. Because if you look at it, like I get so angry with those advertisements too, because it's like, leave my, leave my hair's alone, leave my eyebrows alone. Like you're, you know, they prey upon monetizing every single part of a woman's body. You can pay, you know, it's like such toxic motivation. And then you're you're like motivated to do it because you don't feel like you're enough rather than being like, you know what? Like, I would love to have my hair this way, my body this way, because I love myself. It's like, I'm not enough. So I'm going to change this. I'm going to, I'm going to make this bigger, this smaller. And it's really toxic. There needs to be. It is so toxic. And you know, the toxic conversations around aging in general, right. It's so funny. I've, I I saw recently an ad about like how the media used to predict, um, portray women at 40, like the golden girls and versus like, now you're seeing like Shakira and it's just like, just the messaging all over the place and what women have historically thought aging would be like. 
Absolutely. It's just so skewed and obviously messes with our perceptions of how we should be versus like, okay, well, where's that self-worth that we need to cultivate from within? Oh, completely. And the self-love, the self-compassion, like it's, that, that's a whole nother episode. We another time. But something I did want to say too, is that when we talk about like women being in our divine feminine and this like masculine energy, you can be a stay-at-home mom. You don't have to have a full-time job. You can work part-time, be a stay-at-home mom and be in out of flow with your divine feminine, be more in like a pressured masculine energy. It has nothing Absolutely. to do with your work outside the house. I know no. a lot of stay-at-home moms that are in fight or flight in this like stressed out state that's affecting their hormones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's in part has a lot to do with the world that we live in that puts this pressure on to be more productive, to do more, to output more, to put more burden on ourselves. Um, and just also the way we deal with things, right? Like it's always been, and this is obviously not like gender oriented, but it's like masculine qualities, like aggression and, you know, um, being really assertive and, um, you know, being very like direct and like removing have been always more favored and rewarded versus like, okay, like you can do things with your grace, with your flow, with love and like more compassion and like have the same outcome or actually even a better outcome. Absolutely. Healing the need to do it all on your own. Healing the need to ask for help. Yeah. Like it's, it, that's definitely um, something that I think a lot of people can look internally on and just self-reflect on, are they even in tune with their bodies? Are you even yeah. in tune with what you need and what you want? Are you in this like, go, go, go state? I know for me, when I was really operating from a masculine energy, I would li- like literally hit my head on the pillow and I'd be like, oh, I made it through another day wake up like, all right, here we go again. Rather than slowing down and be like, my life is beautiful. Like my life is so good. And giving myself that space at two o'clock in the afternoon to lay down and do like a breathing session, a guided meditation. If I'm feeling a little out of whack, if I'm feeling like my anxiety creep up, like, all right, let me hit pause. I know I have a list of 10 things to do and I can either power through them and push through in like a masculine energy way, or right. I can hit pause, tune into my feminine energy and then rest, get rejuvenated and go through them so much faster and with so much more ease, ease and flow. Exactly. Yes. Right. And ease and flow needs to be the way forward. And that's actually how the divine feminine is meant to just flow through and go through the world. And, you know, when you talk about like being in tune with your body and, you know, when we were talking about like not really understanding our baseline of normal. So we don't take that time to actually be in tune and slow down a little bit and pay attention. And just like when your body is speaking to you, it's so easy to be caught up in that, um, way of being that you're constantly just on the go and ignoring your own symptoms, right? Every month your body is speaking to you. And I see so many women that ignore really painful symptoms that are causing them to take medication or days off of work. And if we can just take time to be a little bit more in tune with your body and actually listen when those things come up, you can deal with it in a lot better way and actually realize like, this isn't normal. Like this does yes. should not be my normal. Tune in. Yeah. 
There's a quote that I've been using with clients for years and I love it. Listening to your body when it whispers. So you don't have to hear it scream. Right. Absolutely, yes. Because it's, it, our bodies are talking to us all the time. If we wake up and we're like stressed out and we're anxious and we don't understand why, instead of pushing through and being like, nothing's really going wrong in my life right now. I shouldn't be anxious. Why am I feeling this? And suppressing that emotion instead of like being like, wow, let me just slow down for a second. What's going on underneath this. Right. I was talking to a client yesterday and, um, everyone's familiar with that, like infograph of like the iceberg. And it says like success at the top. And then underneath it is like all the different things you have to do. Like it's like a two inch iceberg at the top and it's like a yeah. 10 inch iceberg underneath. Right. Yes. And the same thing goes to like our emotions and what's going on with us. Like it's like two inches of anxiety. And then, then there's a layer and a layer and a layer of suppression and not making it wrong, not making it wrong that like, okay, I feel anxious today. I really shouldn't feel anxious. Tuning into your emotions, tuning into your feelings and learning to treat yourself the way you would treat your kid. Exactly. If you up, right. Like my, my son wakes up and he's like, mom, I, I don't feel good today. I'm not going to be like too bad. Just go. <laughs> exactly. And we don't offer that to ourselves. Exactly. That's the self-love and the self-compassion and also the self-worthiness too, because if you don't feel like you're worth that care, you're not going to give it to yourself, it to yourself. Exactly. right? And it's like, it's not just about going through life and making as much money as you can make. So you can like have this, that, and like keep up with the person next door. Like, no. And then what to find yourself sick later on with all the, you know, yeah. all the things that you have, like what's, you know, what's it worth really? And what's it costing you? Yeah. And as women, the more that we slow down, the less energetic blocks come up for us. Right. right? Like if I'm like, if I'm going through life and this masculine energy, I'm coming up with like resistance here, there, here, there. Right. As opposed to just slowing down and letting things flow and letting things flow, letting, letting yourself receive. Mm. Yep. Right. Ease and flow, divine feminine energy. And I get it that a lot of people are going to listen to this and either not get it or think that they're like just doing the best they can. And I can't live like that, but you can. <laughs> right. And, and I think on some intuitive level, you probably do know, like, I know that when I worked out a very stressful, toxic corporate environment, my body was speaking to me for sure. And the same thing, like I literally had, I would peel myself out of bed in the morning. I had zero energy, right. I was so burnt out. And I didn't know until I was like, okay, like I need, I need to really get out of that. I'm not suggesting that everybody quits their job, job. I mean, but you know, like the environments that we put ourselves in also allow us to thrive or not too. Right. So we have to be cognizant of where are we thriving? Yeah. And that's something else that is definitely a piece of the puzzle too. If you are coming up against like resistance and you've one area of your life, that's really toxic, be it work relationship, toxic relation with yourself it's going to flow into everything else. Exactly. You can't have this job that you hate and this boss that you hate, which obviously another topic too, bleeds into unhealed relationships with either your mom or your dad, because it's all connected and we recreate patterns, but you can't have this like super toxic relationship at home, relationship at work, whatever, and then have everything else ease and flow. It all bleeds into each other. It's all connected. Everything's connected. And it's like, you know, when I talk to my clients, I I call it emotional inflammation, 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, and that's going to also show up in the body. There's that emotional manifestation of disease. Right. And for a lot of women, you tend to hold that in the womb space. Right. So like when we get fibroids and cysts and endometriosis, all this like tissue that accumulates in the womb space, you're literally space of creation and blocks. Right. Um, You're not in flow, but that's also some of these really strong, um, painful energies that are manifesting in the body. Yeah. And I have talked to many people, clients, et cetera, that are like, I can't do breath work. I can't meditate. I, I can't do yoga. That's really something to hit pause and be like, okay, you can't slow your brain down for five minutes. And I don't say this in a judgmental way. Cause that was me. When I started, I was like, Whoa, sit with my thoughts for five minutes. No way. And I didn't see it as a red flag. I just saw it as like, nope, I'm meant to live in this like mindset where I'm going all day. No, you're not. Like we're not. And so like accepting that it's not easy, but that's something to challenge yourself with. Like exactly, we're born from birth to age four. So we're born just content and stuff. And then trauma wounds, core wounds happen. And we get these walls up against us that don't allow us to sit with ourselves because of these, this internal dialogue we have, these like stories we make up about enough, not being worthy. And so like, I'm not worthy. So I have to go 24 seven. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. And so I can't just sit down on the couch for 20 minutes. Yes, you are. Like, it's so tied into the core wounds, the trauma, and that's one of the reasons that we're holding on to weight, our energetic body. Yeah. Like, so we have our 3d body and then we have yeah. our energetic body. That's 12 inches all around us. That's one yeah. of the reasons we hold inflammation. We're holding on to excess weight is like the core trauma. It's really got nothing to do with food. Right. Not- it's survival, mm-hmm. right? Your body thinks you need to keep these things on you to survive, right? Cause these are the stories that you may have created from such a young age at age four. And then when you're like in your thirties or like going on, you know, late thirties, forties, you're becoming aware of it. So it's going to take time to literally uproot all those stories and change that narrative for yourself. Yeah. It is some of the deepest work you can do, but it is yeah, the most work that- empowering. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To, to see how you've been operating from the sense of like fight or flight the internal dialogue that so many people have that they don't even realize they have, or it's they think running it's okay. on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of clients come to me and they're like, I need you to like shame me to like yell at me. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like definitely not. We're going to reach inside. We're going to understand. I've mentioned in the past on this show. And I, I talk a lot on my Instagram and social media that one of the things I love having clients do is take a picture of themselves as a little girl, as a child, mm-hmm. right? And put it on their like mirror, like as a bookmark in a book, whatever, like put it some place where they see it. And to really lean into the fact that that little girl is inside of you. And yeah. when you're talking to yourself, so some people self abusively, right? Some people are very self abusive to your, themselves. I was for a long time. Right. You're talking to that little girl. You would never talk to your, to a child the way child. you talk. Yeah, I love that. That's a great strategy. That's a really empowering um, reminder and strategy that everybody can employ and literally do that on a daily basis. It's a great takeaway. And I think what also, I don't think I know, what also holds a lot of people back is that 
they're, they're seeing where they are now and they're hearing where the ideal, like the goal is. And it's just such a, such a space between they're looking at the space between it rather than looking at small things you can do. So, okay. I hear this. I'm identifying that I'm living in this like masculine energy. I'm identifying that my hormones are out of whack. It's not a secret. My monthly flow is out of whack. I'm survival mode. And instead of being like, I I can't do all this, like small hinges, swing big doors. Absolutely. What can you do today? Like what's one small thing you can do today or goal for yourself for tomorrow to create the change that your body's screaming for, right? Like making decisions now for your future self. Mm -hmm. Right. And exactly those small, little consistent daily changes or implements that you can make are really are what's going to move the needle forward. It's really never going to be a big swing. It's not even sustainable to do a big swing, right? Like going from a drastic thing. It's just like, it won't be something that you can actually maintain in the long term. So there's no point, like there's no point in being on hard on yourself. If it's going to be a small change, as long as you can stick to it consistently. And that's the thing that it's like self-worth. You have to have self-worth. If you don't feel that you're worthy worthy of this, like better way of living, you're not going to do the work to get there. Self-love, self-compassion, self-worth. Yeah. We really have to be honest with ourselves and your internal dialogue. Like so many of my clients, this is a major part of my coaching with them is like, I, I always fail. This is how it always is for me. And our brains, right? Our subconscious hears it as reality. Like every time you're telling yourself like, yeah, diets don't work. Uh, you know, I failed everything. I'm a loser. Whatever you're saying internally, that's negative. You're hearing it as like, and your brain's just confirming it. As it's true, like the truth, the truth for you. Right. And, um, you know, that's why when we talk about like all this cognitive work, it's such an important piece about like overall making changes, like with the the way you work out or the way, um, you're going to eat to heal your hormones. Because if you can actually identify that self-talk and like create a system where you're, you can pattern interrupt it. If you can identify when it's happening. And then as soon as the thought comes up, you can change it. You can interrupt it. You can get up and go for a walk. Yeah. You can pause or you can interrupt it with a new thought pattern. Um, that's how you're going to change the way because the brain loves repetition. So if we're constantly on a negative loop, that's what you're going to do it. But if you can change it to a positive loop slowly over time and, and have the awareness, like you can make those changes. Yeah. And just identifying, like, are you setting yourself up for success Exactly. in regards to physical fitness and whatnot, working out, I went from owning a gym where we, like, we started doing like burpees and like everyone would compare their calorie burn, which is completely irrelevant. Like, why are you comparing your calorie burn with someone next to you when you may have been up all night with your kid? Stress could be crazy for you, whatever the case is. And the other person could have no stress right now, had eight hours of sleep the night before, et cetera. Like so much goes into our workouts and our rate of perceived exertion than just comparing it. Now I have a mindful movement collective online, which is my online workout. It's a monthly membership. And you have workouts where you're focusing on your breath. You're focusing on doing intense movements, but slowing down your inhale and your exhale to make sure that your central nervous system is getting full benefit from it. You're not crushing and like smashing your central nervous system, like in a 
CrossFit class, right? When like yeah. your body doesn't have the ability to differentiate, going to a CrossFit class, laying in a puddle on the floor, your heart rate's like crazy high and getting in a car accident. Like yeah. it's all stress. It's all trauma and stress to our bodies as opposed to looking at movement as a form of medicine for our mental state, our energetic state, emotional state, and physical state. Cause it truly is. If you approach it in a loving way where you're really looking at where you are for the day, your rate of perceived exertion, what your stress levels are and working from that rather than I overhead pressed two 15 pound dumbbells last week, come hell or high water. That's what I'm doing today. Rather than like, you know what? last week it was 15 pounds today. It's five pounds and it feels like 20 pounds. So I'm going to honor my body and I'm going to do the five pounds. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that makes so much sense. And it's such a more holistic way, especially for a woman's body. So we talked about how there's a different hormone at play every single week of your cycle. And I'll notice like days leading up to my menstrual cycle, I don't have the energy. I don't have the strength or capacity to do or lift the types of weights I was doing the week before. I'm literally so exerted to a point where it's like, I feel like I might throw up. Like, it's just my hormones have dropped. My estrogen levels have dropped. Like it's not the same. And I don't have the same level of energies as I'm going into my menstrual cycle or leading up to it versus when I'm like off my cycle in my follicular phase or close to ovulation, I have surges of energy then. And this all like dials back to internal self dialogue. Like we live in a culture, we live in a society that just like pushes and pushes and pushes. And so hitting pause being like, wow, this is an area of my life that I can dial back. This is an area of my life that I can, again, make these small changes and swing the big door that's missing from my life. If you're doing, like, it's the definition of insanity is to keep doing what you're doing and want a different result. If you're doing crazy high intensity workouts, you're eating in a like very processed <laughs> yeah, processed food or caloric deficit. Yeah. You're working on the clock and your body air quote should be losing weight, but your body's not. It's because your body's talking to you and saying it's in dis-ease, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was such a good conversation. Me too. Well, go ahead and tell us where we can find you. On yeah. So you could find me at wake underscore up wellness. I share a lot of information about women's health, hormones, um, how to like have an easy period. Um, I also have, you can work with me one-on-one also, and I have an eight week, um, group program that helps you own your flow. It's called own your flow. And it teaches you everything you need to know about hormones. Um, again, like I say, your menstrual cycle is your fifth vital sign. Uh, it's so important for every woman to understand how they can get their hormones under control so they can be living their most healthiest versions of themselves. 100%. And I'm at change.with.colleen on Instagram. Um, Got a bunch of freebies there for you. So thank you so much again for your time. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon, girl. Okay. Take care. Bye.